Boom, we're back. Uh, after the quick test, we've determined that sound quality is adequate to continue using this method in perpetuity. Yep, unless you guys think that, you know, you notice a significant drop-off in terms of quality and you're not really digging the sound, you know, contact either Andrew or myself and let us know what your feedbacks are. Actually, you know what, I want to throw it out there that, you know, we've had people mention topics that they want to want us to talk about. We're going to try our best to touch on it just because we're not, you know, we have a full-time job. We can't do this. Uh, we, we, we do our research whenever we can, but some of the topics are, are beyond, beyond us, like Bitcoin or net neutrality. It's got to take a little bit of time for us to do some research on that to talk about it. Yeah, and I, I wonder if we even want to wade into that. I mean... We're already uneducated as it is. We already sound pretty ignorant on, <laughs> yeah. on, on, on most things. And I'm just wondering uh, how much we want to do that before we start losing listeners all over the place. Losing our, our three listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not... It's surprising that we have 18 subscribers. Oh yeah, by the way, we have to go big time now. Now we actually got a podcast host because we ran out of space with SoundCloud. So if you're listening to this episode... Clearly, you know we've moved on from SoundCloud, and now we're on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, we're hitting the big time. Well, big times. We're going to hit... Yeah, we've had 150 listens over three episodes. Uh, it's, oh, it's time for me to start carrying a Sharpie around everywhere, just signing autographs. Just bust out your titties and let us <laughs> sign it. <laughs> but um, No dudes allowed. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only person I was thinking of signing was Eric's titties. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think we just lost a listener. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. We're going to have more guests, I think, moving forward. A couple of people that we've reached out to. Um, also, a couple of people that listens to, uh, have been listening to this podcast that, you know, I've reached out to you, you know, because I want to hear about your experience and, you know, maybe something that you've done or that you've partaked in. You know, it seems like a couple of listeners are also into that kind of topic. I'm talking about like nutrition, diet, exercise, a whole range of things, right? People want to know about meditation. I feel like growing up or again, a little older, I'm kind of looking into these topics a lot more on my end. I'm not sure about you, Andrew. Yeah, I think I've, I've dabbled a bit in those topics and I find them them interesting. Uh, other things, I'm, I'm big into current events. So, I mean, we've got bunch of news topics, um, local and national, international news topics. Uh, I've been talking to Eric a bit about uh, the King the King Street pilot, yeah. and uh, he's very heavy into Toronto politics, uh, anything that affects, like, you know, transit riding and um, bike, bike lanes and that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm looking forward to having a conversation with Eric yeah. about uh, the, the King pilot and the Toronto mayor, mayoral race yeah. and, and all of that. Um, we've been asked to talk about uh, minimum wage, mandatory minimum wage. Uh, I don't know if we could get Derek. I think Derek seems like a good person to, to have on talk about that if he, if he can make the time for us. Yeah, I mean, again, we name drop a lot of people, a lot of our friends. Uh, a lot of you guys probably know them. Some of you listeners that outside our more immediate circle of friends might not know them, but, you know, someone like Eric, once we bring him on, we'll have a little intro there, but like... Andrew said he he's into Toronto politics, kind of like yeah. Toronto issues there. Uh, 
pretty fun guy just because he has a different viewpoint on a lot of things. So I want to get him on. Like it's 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 good to get that guy fired up because it, it makes for some interesting discussions. It's like having our, our very own Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, nothing like chill chill city getting yeah. all worked up. <laughs> but um, yeah, this episode quasi four slash five. Uh, a quick topic I think outline that we're gonna do is. Uh, I went on a psilocybin trip during the holidays. Um, psilocybin was uh, psychedelic mushrooms. So just so happened, not just so happened, because clearly I went out and bought them in the past. <laughs> I had myself a good four grams of uh, Amazonian mushrooms. So I figured I wanted to take it after listening to uh, a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast, Paul Stamets. Uh, he's a world-renowned mushroom specialist, not talking, not just about like psychedelics, but overall just mushrooms and in terms of uh, gut health or even brain neurology, like neurology. Yeah. Uh, just a specialist in that. And it kind of opened my mind to try it again. Like I've tried it. I think I've had four to five mushroom trips. One of two of them were on in Amsterdam with Andrew there too. Those were truffles, and truffles were gross. And I think we can talk about that first in terms of our experience because we both had it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the first time we did it. Yeah. So uh, the first time we did it, it actually turned out okay. Um, I think when we bought those, the first ones from the, the smart shop in Amsterdam, um, those ones were kind of a, a milder one. Yeah. Um, I think we, we had them late late in the morning that day. So I think I slept in that, that morning. And by the time I woke up, some people had already uh, taken it. Yeah. Right? So the first thing I, I heard and saw when I woke up was Steve, uh, <laughs> you know, hurling from, from, the, from, from the mushrooms or from, yeah. the, from the truffles. <laughs> and I saw, I saw his face the first thing and the guy looked like a ghost. Yeah, dude. I've never seen anyone that scary. This is before the truffles were kicking in for me too. I was just like, shit, I don't want to look like that. Yeah. But you know what? The issue was truffles and mushrooms. Like, again, you know, like I want to put it out there. We're not, we're not experts at it. We've, we've had it, or at least I can say I've had it. And this is what my experience is like. Mushrooms are dried up versus truffles wet. So... Like the way you take these substances is by grams, right? So you have, you know, dried mushrooms. People say microdosing is around maybe one gram or less. So microdosing, you can take it. You'll feel like a bit of the effect, but it's not full blown. But they recommend taking between two to four grams. And the epic thing that they call it is just because it's all about the sizzle and the steak kind of thing, right? Where if you make it sound awesome, people will do it. Anything over five grams, it's called a hero's journey. Okay. So, and that's full blown. You're tripping out of space. Right. But with truffles, it's just like when we bought it, it was like 22 grams. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is 22 grams of truffles? So you're basically eating how many? Like half a box. We bought those boxes. I got, I tried half a box the first uh, in the morning mm-hmm. and then I had a full box two nights later because I thought that I had the effects of it, but it wasn't full blown. 
Like I wasn't really tripping out or hallucinating as much as I thought yeah. it would be there. Yeah. So I decided to take it the second time, full box. I think full box is 22 grams, yeah. roughly around there. Um, yeah, you were there. I thought yeah, I was... You were out of your mind. Yeah. So we were all in that room watching you trip out. Yeah. It's a strange <laughs> feeling though. Like you're kind of... You, you got like one foot in the door of this hallucinated thing and you get like anxiety. Again, the main thing is I think you got to have like a good trip group. Mm-hmm. It's just you can't have like any negative, you know, negative vibes going on in there or people that are judgmental because just because when you're on these type of substance, especially mushrooms, uh, you feed off of the vibe in that, uh, in the room, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have people that are kind of judgy there, it's just like you get a little bit more self-conscious in terms of what's happening. Right. That's how I, I, I think, you know, when I did it, that's how I thought Cause it's just, cause I'm the only one tripping on the yeah. second one. Yeah. It's, it's a little hard, right? Yeah. I think it was a good time to do it. Cause all of us are, all of us are bros. We were just, mm-hmm. none of us were going to like resist or fight it. None of us were judging you. Cause we are all sometimes doing the same thing. as well. <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were all enjoying the moment. Yeah, I know. I, I thought this was basically going to be my life. I, I was, I kept on saying, this is my life now. I've accepted yeah. this. I think that's your <laughs> new catchphrase. Yeah. I think when we, when we tried it that, that first afternoon, you know, there's people who are experiencing, you know, some, some, some hallucinations, some minor hallucinations. Like there was a guy, I don't want, I don't want to name drop. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy who was seeing the carpet fibers moving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I remember it had some sort of effects like marijuana had as well. Cause we were just laughing at everything. Yeah. I know a part of the group went to go the Van Gogh Museum, mm-hmm. and the other group was feeling lazy. We just stayed around uh, <laughs> yeah. the Airbnb, and we ended up watching the zoo show on TV. And we don't know how long that show was on. It seemed like that show was on forever. Yeah. And there's one point where we were watching it. There's different segments going back and forth, and there there was a segment about like kangaroos, <laughs> and we were watching this kangaroo segment, and then we saw the zookeeper for the kangaroos. And that guy, his facial features were all like sloped, sloped down. His yeah. nose was all sloped. His like hair was like I looked like a kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, one of our guys pointed out that he looked like a kangaroo, and that's all we, we saw. <laughs> we just started cracking up, and we, we laughed for like 10, 15 minutes just at that. We were crying. Yeah, like, yeah. We were tears were coming out of our eyes because of that. So that was that was a really good experience. Yeah. And then you went on the second one, right? The second one was uh, a bit of stupidity, a bit of, uh, <laughs> uh, again, I, I took the, the stronger stronger dose. Yeah. Um, you took the full box, I think. I don't, I don't quite remember what I took, but that was, you know, not a smart decision. Well, yeah. I think because that was, that was we had done the, Sorry, guys, uh, the pub crawl <laughs> yeah. hours earlier. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to turn off the whole TV sound and these trucks back on. Oh, shit. Uh, we'll get to test on our editing skills, I guess. Yeah. Or not. Might just keep it. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but yeah, like you are saying, we are doing the pub crawl. Right. That pub crawl was fun. That pub crawl was really fun. And I had a decent experience. I think some people who couldn't necessarily handle drinking that volume uh had a bit of an issue um but yeah at this point we were we were traveling with illicit substance from the netherlands over down to bavaria so that's uh munich down in germany so munich germany being well known for their beer 
uh, went on pub crawl. It was pretty crazy. A lot of people know about the Oktoberfest. That's like the fall festival. We were there at the right time for like the spring festival. So slightly a smaller version of, you know, the more popular Oktoberfest. But we were, we were hitting that beer hard and we're talking about like Germany, the German white people drinking. Right. Can we talk about why we were late for that? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Michael needed to go. Michael needed, Michael needed to go find a washroom. We were fucking five minutes away from the damn meeting place where there was a washroom. Right. And yeah. We, we had no way of contacting him. I think we had those Wi-Fi eggs, but I think all of them were with us. Yeah. But yeah, he, is there like a, a different word? You know, you got hangry, but you know how sometimes when you need to wash him and you're so fucking pissed yeah. off and yeah. you don't go, you just, yeah, you get pissed off at everyone. So Michael was pretty pissed off. So we let him do his thing. But we got there 10 minutes late, but that 10 minutes time frame, we had to do two shots, yeah, chug a beer, and then take one to go. Take one to go. Right. And then before we start hitting all these other like gardens, like uh, the beer gardens, uh, we're getting sidetracked here. We'll talk about <laughs> this whole pub crawl another time. But yeah, we decided to do, or Andrew decided to do, because I had the last box of truffles. Mm-hmm. And I've had enough. I think there's a limit to how much truffles you should probably take. And taking 50 grams in three days is probably not advisable. Okay. So I gave it to Andrew to, to go at it. Yeah. And I think I didn't experience any hallucination off that second box. I think <laughs> it was partly because I had so much booze in my system. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really feel a lot of effects off of that. But then I decided to go to sleep. <laughs> um, and then I woke up in the middle of the night. I was staying in the room with uh, with Tom and Nick. Yeah. Uh, I woke up feeling really sick. Yeah. Right? So I, I went to the washroom to just, you know, puke. <laughs> right? And the other two could hear me puking in the washroom. <laughs> uh, but then there's a point where, I don't know, I, I inhale. I accidentally oh, inhale. <laughs> And I was choking on my own vomit. Yo, dude, that's how, washroom, yo, that's how fuck. people die. That's, that's how overdose. That's how people die. Like, usually it's, <laughs> it's when, you know, addicts are lying down in the bed. I know, I don't want to spoil Breaking Bad, <laughs> but this happened during Breaking Bad. Dude, and honestly. And Walter White did nothing. Yeah. That was pretty savage of him. Uh, that's, uh, it was a, a crazy experience. I pulled through, but like, I was thinking at that very moment, like, this, this can't be the way I go. <laughs> this, this can't, this can't be it. Can you imagine if they found you dead in the washroom with your head inside the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking all crumpled over. Yeah. Uh, cause of death. <laughs> truffles. <laughs> you mean the kind you make truffle oil out of? No. <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, truffles, definitely, I'm not going to touch that again. That's not my jam. It just, there's not that hallucinogenic effect that I was looking for. Um, so, so tell us about the, the mushroom dose. So when we're talking about that single optimal dose, what are we talking about in terms of like physical, uh, manifestation? Like what, what does it look like? Uh, when, when you say, what do you mean? What so, it looks so like? what, so when you're talking about the optimal mushroom dose, like how much are you taking? Are you taking just one sliver? Or like, what does it look no, like? No, it's like the dried up ones, two point two to four grams. You're looking at a palm, like dead center of your palm worth mm-hmm. of mushroom. Oh, wow. And you have to chow that down. It, it's friggin' gross. The, the whole process of it, if you can get to an effect of 
experience and what you see during mushroom trips without having to eat it, mm-hmm. that'd be the greatest thing ever. But I ended up, for me, I, I will always have like a drink. I uh, typically don't drink sugary drinks like um, juice or anything, but when I do mushrooms, that's something that I have to kind of down it with just to wash away the taste. Um, I think the best time to do it is on an empty stomach. So that way, you know, it gets digested quicker and then then you feel the effects coming on much faster. I think the first, yeah, the two times I've had the most successful trips, my hands were really cold and that can feel again clammy and like my body's kind of rejecting. The number one thing is just getting over that hump of uh, keeping it down. Like like you said, Stefan, Stefan couldn't keep it down so he didn't experience that kind of trip because his body basically peaked it all up, said, you know what, it's time to go. <laughs> I think I remember that when we did the truffles. So I think everyone had to get over that, that initial hump. Yeah. And I think most of us successfully did that. Yeah. So once that passes, that feeling of hurling passes, it's that's when you know shit's going to go down. Like it's a, it's a slow build, but depending on like, I guess the potency of the mushrooms are taken, it can be a slow build. For me, the last few times it's just like, slowly and then all of a sudden I fucking go zero to a hundred um and then I'm off to the races I don't know where I go but you know I had you know a small group of friends there kind of chilling out you know they were they're doing their thing and I'm doing my thing next thing I know I would pop back up conscious you know like I would have my significant other chilling beside me and she's kind of like my like was it the inception where you have a totem? Yes. Like you need to know that when you see this person or this object, this is like reality versus like wherever you might be elsewhere. So sometimes I pop right up. I'm like, who the fuck are these people here? I'm like, dude, wait, where the fuck am I? Where, and where were you? I was at home <laughs> and I looked up and I was, it was like experiencing this new room all the time. Just like I look up and I, what, what is this? I've never seen this room in my life. Or it's kind of like, you know, how we're at a certain height and our point of view of the world is like this height, like six mm-hmm. feet. Um, but when you say decide to crouch down or walk or do some other stuff, like say you're out in the park, if you're crawling or whatever, I don't know, I don't know why you're crawling in the park by yourself. <laughs> but, uh, let's just say you want to change perspective, right? Like looking upwards or even talking to someone you know, looking up at them versus us for us. Typically we're looking down just for our eyes to connect. Um, it's like a different perspective of something that you've seen normally. Uh, the room would elongate, stretch, and I would go into, I don't know, like it's just a very, like you get a feeling of contentment where you're okay with it. You're like, you know what, this is good. But you don't even know, like physically there, you're like, what are you? Who are you like physically? So it, it seems to activate some higher level thinking when you're on it. So I mean, as long as you're open to it, you don't resist it. You're kind of perceptive to that, those questions that come up in your mind as you're experiencing that trip. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I mean, that and like, I felt like I had to express my feelings more versus like, you know, the typical, you won't say anything out I'd be, you know, messaging people or I'll be telling my significant other. I'm like, I feel like I need to tell you, you know, how I feel versus like they're looking, you know, she's looking at me like, nah, it's cool. I'm like, yeah, 
I want to tell you, you know, you need uh, like a document or someone to like document how you're feeling at that time. Yeah. Like I appreciate you. That's, that's what it is. I appreciate you being there for me or like I'll be, Oh, I appreciate you being my friend kind of stuff. Right. It's just like that window of when I'm coming out of the trip. That's like how I was feeling. So I guess that's, that's good in some sense. It kind of like introspective kind of makes you, you know, think like what you need to do. Um, do we think everyone should be on mushrooms so that they can get this, get their feelings off their chest? I, I don't know about like some bad feelings getting off your chest as well. Yeah. I don't know if it would have that effect or you generally, I don't know if you're generally more happy when you're on it. I guess whatever's inside comes out, right? Yeah, I think so. It's just kind of like booze, right? Like if you drink hard enough, like you're either a happy drunk or you're angry drunk, but yeah, I can go both ways depending on, 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 on the situation or what, whatever's on my mind kind of stuff, right? So can I. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think that's a, a really positive experience. I, I haven't had too many of those experiences in my life. I know the few times that I've actually taken marijuana edibles. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I generally don't fuck with edibles. Yeah. Um, like I take the edibles and it doesn't, it doesn't lend itself to those like higher level thoughts. Mm-hmm. I find that the paranoia strikes me a little bit more on, on uh, marijuana edibles. Yeah. And I find that I'm like sitting in a room with people. I'm looking at, at people and their, their fucking head is getting smaller and smaller <laughs> as I'm look, as I'm looking at them. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like how far away are these people getting from me? Mm-hmm. But only their head is shrinking. And I, I, I don't know, but yeah, it, that's pretty much my only experience. It, it's a, uh, it's a very superficial experience. It's not, I, I never, you know, take anything and then learn anything new about myself or express any feelings uh, like that. Yeah. I mean, it's mushrooms is different than weed. weed. Weed is very, it still gets you kind of thinking, kind of makes you see the world differently, a different perspective. Sometimes it's not a happy, because so, most media kind of showcase weed as a happy you know, go lucky. You'll be just giggling. Sometimes it gets you into like a deep thought, especially you might go into like a deep YouTube dive into, into a bunch of topics that you don't know why you're even looking at it. But, um, yeah, you know what? This is a great time for us to plug in our unofficial sponsor, which is uh double O cannabis where we get our weed. Yeah. I've done one order from them. Uh, everything came in all vacuum sealed, nicely packaged and discreet. Yeah. Um, I mean, you order your weed online to give you a good review in terms of like what the weed's about, the nose, the smell, you know, come vacuum sealed, you know, your neighbor won't know what you're getting. And, you know, if you're living at home, your parents don't know what you're getting. Um, so basically, if you buy from doubleocannabis.com, uh, make sure to comment and say, you know, the L, you know, the lats unfiltered or lats unfiltered podcast sent you here. So they'll contact us and hopefully they'll sponsor this podcast. But anyways, back to our topic of edibles. <laughs> <laughs> right. So edibles have been a pretty hot topic in the news lately. I think there was that report came out last week or the week before about those two Toronto cops. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, there was a raid on a uh, marijuana dispensary. And then, you know, a week later or, or a couple of days later, they, they ate brownies with, um, while, oh, well, not brownies, they ate edibles yeah. while on duty yeah. and they were tripping balls. 
They, they called in their like help, right? Yeah. So when they called in this help, that you know, female officer that came to help them <laughs> slipped up, slipped on ice. Wait, is that what happened? Because yeah. one of them got injured in she, the whole. She she came to help them and she slipped on ice and she hurt herself. <laughs> I heard one of them was was like climbing a tree. Yeah, they end, the guy ended up in a tree. Um, I, I seriously don't know what to say. It's actually it's fucking hilarious because there is this popular one that that went down before, right? It's uh, you can actually listen to it on YouTube where the cop calls in and they're like, "I think I'm dying." <laughs> Because these guys ate edibles as well, and these are cops, and these were the, uh, these cops are down in the states. So now we have our own story. So I would love to hear. Like, I hope they actually kind of you know release that call in. Yeah, I, I hope that becomes part of the public record. That would be quite interesting to listen to. But yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you go raid, you know, how hard is it to like slip in like two cookies for yourself, right? Most of these cops, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to alienate the cops here. Yeah. Um, but I think when you do a raid or they, they seize evidence and stuff, there's got to be some of that, like, evidence tampering and stealing going on. Yeah. Yeah, like that one time where was that chief did that, the first initial raid, I think this happened back maybe two years ago. The initial raid with the gray market, a lot of these, can, like, um, clinics or so-called clinics were opening up all over Toronto and they're doing these raids on them. When I saw that table worth of stock, I'm like, there, there's got to be a lot more inventory than that, for sure. I think, you know, these, these two particular officers, I don't know how in this day and age, I mean, first of all, do it while you're on duty. I mean, I'm sure there's... That's ballsy. I'm sure there's cops who are, are going there all coked up or like on, <laughs> on some sort of substance. Yeah. Um, edibles are a tricky business. And, and why, why I say I don't fuck with edibles, because... You need really, you really do need experience while you're taking stuff like that. Like, I think people will sometimes take a little bit or whatever. Sometimes people take like the whole thing, which yeah. is a huge mistake. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, it would hit you all at once and it's a delayed effect. There's people who, who take it a little bit at, at a time, but then when they don't feel that effect, they start taking more and more. And I think mm. that's what happened to these, these officers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, surprisingly, they, they weren't smoking weed to begin with. Um, in the past to actually know what, what it's about. But yeah, in terms of dealing with edibles, it's kind of hard. A lot of people that I know, when they first got into the weed game, that's the first, like, you know, the first time they ever did it is by edible because there's yeah. no way of fucking up because basically you're ingesting it and you're letting your body do its thing. Yeah. Versus, like, when you inhale, you know, your natural tendency is not to take a deep breath for the smoke to actually or the vapor to actually go into your chest, right? Yeah. I think, you know, with, with smoking marijuana, there's, there really almost is no way to, to fuck it up. I mean, yeah. Uh, in the past, I, I've seen someone on, try to unroll a joint uh, before <laughs> smoking it. So, JC, uh, you listen to the podcast yet? <laughs> <laughs> but it's mostly foolproof, but yeah. But, uh, the Dude, smoke, <laughs> we bought pre-rolled joints. Yeah, that's probably not one of his finest moments. I think... <laughs> I think we stopped and we kind of wanted to see where he would go with it, but I wish I was there. It was, we didn't want to see that thing go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where, where was I? Um, <laughs> about, about smoking weed. Yeah. Um, sometimes you want to resist, um, that smoke getting into your lungs, 
But like once you're you're in there coughing, hopefully you're not choking on the smoke. Mm-hmm. But if you get a good cough going, that means that means you're you're pretty much almost doing it right. Yeah, two tokes and you're good to go. Right. Um, but yeah, like these guys are clearly newbies. Uh, kind of glad that they got you know. Hopefully they might be kicked off the force mm-hmm. for doing drugs because it's illegal. Yeah. Like <laughs> throw the fucking book at these motherfuckers. Right. But um, I mean. In terms of yeah, it's just like they're they're human too, right? They probably do it off duty, right? But the whole idea of doing it while you're supposed to be friggin' protecting yeah. society, uh, serve and protect. Yeah. These guys had loaded weapons on them. Yeah, dude. If I can't fucking chug down brownies at work and yeah. I work behind a fucking computer, you know, no one's dying from what I'm typing up. I but, mean, I think something like this would be more common i mean i don't want to disparage police officers i know most of the, or i assume that most of the people that are on duty are you know come on bro you know you know <laughs> we know some cops out there that are like when you have police officers as unprofessional as raheem oh, oh, oh you name drop all right uh, he's, i don't think he's ever going to find this even if he does even if know. he does fuck you raheem <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I always think about the Raheem as the dumbest cop on the force. Yeah, I, I don't know any other cops on the force either. So I mean, but it's can fun. you imagine if this? <laughs> yeah, basically, once I found out this guy was a cop, I want to describe him to you, but I don't even know how to describe him. Is he white? Is he like? Indian is he? I don't know. No one really knows what he is, but you know he's got that like goofy look on his face. That, yeah, that pencil thin mustache. <laughs> yeah, he's got the pencil thin mustache. Arms like a T Rex. Yeah, he runs like a T Rex. Uh, basically, imagine you're fucking calling nine one one and this guy shows up. Yo yo yo. <laughs> <laughs> I would send him away. Yeah, like, I'd like. I'd rather die. I think at first he was a paramedic, right? And yeah. if I'm badly hurt, I'm bleeding, and he shows up, I am just shooting him away. I'm like, please, <laughs> please send someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Gave him more airtime than I want ever in my life, so fuck this guy. <laughs> so, but, back, so back to the trip. So after you experience, so how long does this, this sensation or this experience last? It was a, oh shit. I think it was a journey. How long I mean, was it in reality? In, in reality, in real time, uh, about four, four and a half to five hours. That is a long time. No, that, yeah. Well, I mean, I started at five. Yeah, I started at five. I was tripping. Probably took about 45 minutes to an hour for it to kick in. By then, it was ramping up. And in the deepest part of my trip is probably around two to three hours. But even afterwards, once coming out of it, you know, you, you get that kind of feeling, even with weed, like afterwards, when you're kind of sobering up, you get the afterglow, kind of after feeling, everything's still kind of shimmering. I was still getting that kind of feeling for about, you know, two hours until I fell asleep. But yeah, definitely, like when you do stuff like even edibles, anything that you eat that involves you know, your body digesting is really like a fucking all day effort. So when you do this, I think you have to 
pretty much set aside a big chunk of your day yeah. just to do this. Like, I don't, I would say don't, don't plan on doing anything for the, the whole day. Yeah. I less. mean, next time I'm thinking I'll do it outdoors when it's warmer just to, you know, see more color, just to experience nature and, and, you know, maybe go for a hike in the woods, uh, stuff like that. Apparently it's a different kind of experience versus, you know, being in, at home. Um, now, could that be potentially dangerous? So I know you're taking it at home. You're in a safe environment. You're not really moving around. Yeah. So you're just sitting on your couch. I, I, I imagine it affects your motor skills. Um, yeah, I would say so when you're like, it depends how deep you're tripping, right? So maybe I'll probably moderate my intake to around three grams, two to three. Oh uh, yeah, probably three grams. Um, that way I'm still mobile and mobile and still be able to move around. Uh, I just want to see, you know, some people talk about it. Like, um, when you take mushrooms, it's like you're on a different wavelength with, uh, nature. So they say like, Oh, when you're walking in the woods to you, trees are just trees. Right. But when you take mushrooms, sometimes it's like you're turning up the frequency to a different like uh, frequency and you're seeing stuff. It's like maybe trees are, t- yeah, this is all fucking hippie ass shit, but uh, trees are talking, like maybe communicating to each other. Nature's kind of like, you kind of see like the energy flow or some, the way that, you know, maybe the sun's shining a little brighter, stuff's kind of coming off, like the light's bouncing off different objects a little bit differently. Who knows? Like I haven't gotten a chance to do it, but from what I heard from other people's experience, that's how they, they see it when they do it outside. Like they do, a lot of people do it while they go camping. Yeah. I figured that would be one of their experiences. And I think, I don't know how people first discovered that these, these mushrooms would give them these, these, these feelings and these experiences. But I, I imagine that it was like the native people or um, the indigenous people who first discovered this. Yeah. And they always talk about how they're one with nature and then they, they pretty much communicate with their environment and communicate with what's around them. I got to imagine that part of their, their journey and their experience, again, I'm just bullshitting from an uneducated perspective, but they, they would engage in that probably from time to time to get like a heightened relation to their environment and to the trees and their surroundings. Yeah. I wish producer Nick was here to fact check this, but the the typical crazy story is like Vikings back in the day would grab a handful of mushrooms and fucking chug it down and go into battle. Um, I'm not sure if I was a Viking and I did that, I probably wouldn't move because I get really cold. So I was just like, oh, this is so cold. It's so cold. Vikings were just raping and pillaging all over the place. So yeah, they don't need mushrooms to do that shit. I, I don't in- endorse pillaging. I, I do not endorse raping whatsoever. Just have to put that disclaimer in there. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, next time, next time I'll do it. You, you want to join on a, a trip? I, I don't know if I'm ready. Um, Probably like <laughs> in the summertime. I got to put my money where my mouth is though. So if I'm advocating or if I'm supporting this, I probably should. Yeah. So we'll, we'll work up to it. Yeah. I was thinking this idea where we, you know, maybe we have our listeners ask us, you know, provide us feedback, hope. Maybe maybe we'll have a site up so you guys can actually comment there and get a discussion kind of going. It'd be cool just so some of our listeners that aren't, you know, connected with our friends 
they can kind of communicate and discuss things too. Right. Not that what we're talking about ever brings up any, you know, deep discussions, but potentially maybe it would touch on a subject that you might not agree or you agree or you have your own opinion. Looking at you, Tom, right. but, um, we've had a, good, a lot of good feedback already too. Yeah. I mean, it's part of, there's been a lot of support for what we're doing here. Sometimes I don't know why, yeah. but uh, we're certainly appreciative of it. Um, do you I'll, think in a sense, like, cause as we're getting older, you know, time with one another is a little bit harder to come by. Right. So it's like for us to do something like this, it allows us to sometimes bring in a guest mm-hmm. who's, uh, you know, it could be friends that we all know, or it could be like maybe our outside friends that maybe our main group or core group of friends don't really know. And it kind of gives yeah. it that kind of dynamic where they can have, know them a little bit more on a different level. Uh, it's an easy way to kind of keep track, right? It's like, oh, this is how this guy thinks about this kind of stuff. Or, you know, you know they listen yeah. to our opinions. Like when they hang out with us, we already give it to them anyways. But yeah. <laughs> now we're putting it on record. I think as we, as we all get older, you know, we're all connected. Like we're all connected through, you know, text, message, WhatsApp, all these chat groups. Uh, we're, we're connected probably more than ever. But we don't all have the time to spend with one another, you know, from week to week. I've got friends all over the place, you know, some, a lot of friends that are not even in the country. Um, it's sometimes good to just hear someone's voice. Yeah, right? I agree. Um, I got a lot of great feedback from my friends in Milton. Uh, yeah. I'm talking to you, Maggie. Just name dropping again. A lot of Shut a up. lot of great feedback from her. Yeah, I like that Zoom that Zoom comment. Thank yeah. you for being one of the you know being the first person to comment on our an episode of ours. Yeah, I've so, never met you, but uh, appreciate the support. Maybe we can get you on as a guest. I don't know what we talk about, but yeah. But I heard you almost took some of our our topics or whatever we were saying to heart and thought it was real. I mean, chances are it might be real, but you might want to do some Google search. Yeah, uh, actually we, use DuckDuck's Go a lot better. We need we need some live fact checking on us, just like the live fact checking on Trump. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like if you want us to try something, I, I don't mean to kind of put this idea out to you. Have you ever done the flotation tank? No, I'm hearing a lot about it. Like I heard about it first, I heard about it first from you yeah. a few years ago, um, but I'm hearing a lot about it from Joe Rogan. Now he's got one inside his studio and stuff. I'll be open to trying it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you're into the whole meditation and trying to like calm your thoughts and trying to quiet out the noise around you in terms of like, you know, like just all your senses going overload, right? It's pretty cool. I mean, I've done it once and it passed by quicker than I thought. I thought maybe, yeah, everyone talks about it. They kind of... Uh, what's that word? I'm sensationalizing it mm-hmm. where you're like going in a dark room and you're just going to see like a demon or your inner demon pop out in front of you. Yeah. Um, I didn't experience that. I did get a little claustrophobic in terms of like you're in a dark room and you're closing as like a morbid as it sounds. It's like you're closing the door on yourself. It's like a coffin basically. Right. And you're just floating there. But um took a little bit of getting used to, but I thought, yeah, I'll probably go back and try it again. And this time I will probably take a edible with me because oh, it was boy. suggested by people to do it with, you know, edibles. But I think I might try it. I'll try it once without the edibles because I'm still trying to educate and ramp myself up on edibles. I don't want to end up in a tree uh, somehow. Yeah. Uh, but 
I mean, yeah, we should totally do this. Like, and you know, we go out to a flotation center, try it out. So we have a topic to talk about, kind of get us to explore different frontiers that we typically won't. So I guess we start looking for a Groupon now. Yeah, a Groupon. And then we uh, start to get some crowdsourcing on, so we, <laughs> we fund our experience. <laughs> Think about this. We're on the cell phone now versus like we're having that whole kit that we were doing before. Uh, saves us a good chunk of money there, so found, found ourselves a good uh, podcast host site. Um, good time to plug pinecast.com. Only $5 a month, U.S., Get yourself unlimited uploads. Why is it called Pinecast? Do we know? I have no idea. Maybe because they sell fresh. <laughs> yeah. Fresh like pine. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> feel free to reach out to pay me for that slogan. Pinecast. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's probably listening to this. I don't know how many pie, how many podcasts that site hosts, but anyways, I appreciate that site a lot. It kind of saves us our effort, especially since we're doing research all over the place and most of the places we're charging about like $15. A month, right? Uh, again, we're doing this out of our own pocket. It's fun for us, so not that we're begging for money, but it'd be kind of jokes and kind of funny if we can ever get a sponsor. Yeah, I, I think getting a sponsor might change us in a way. Right now, we're we're the lads unfiltered. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want everyone to have that filter. We don't ever want to get that Dave Chappelle experience, right? <laughs> Where we have a pimp. Oh yeah, a pimp. Yeah, the Pip story. Oh, from his later special. Yeah, I enjoyed that special actually. Actually, I enjoyed the small, that the second part more. Oh, okay, the one that he did in I think it was was it at the comedy store or whatever. I hear about it all the time on Joe Rogan's. It's one of the LA rooms, like yeah, the yeah. Los Angeles rooms. Right. But that one was good. I mean, the first one was good too, but the sec- the second one seems to be like our podcast unfiltered, right? Just going into to- topics that are deep, like some people might give him shit for it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of media out there with this whole hashtag Me Too movement was actually trying to pick a fight, trying to do sound bites from his show, saying that you know what he supports Louis C.K. But if you listen to the whole, you know, act or whatever set that he was doing, you know, he comes off very like coherent. He's not making. He's not saying what Louis C.K. did was right. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucked up, but at the same time, you know, it's not Harvey Weinstein fucked up. Yeah, I, I think uh, again, Chappelle was on that that vape pen that whole that whole uh, that whole episode or that whole uh, special. Yeah. So, but he 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 was just hitting that dose of reality as mm-hmm. well. I think what what Louis did was definitely some sexual deviance. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It, I don't want to say it wasn't that bad, but like c- relatively speaking, yeah, compared to some of these other guys that Matt Lauer's. It's like a streaker. If a streaker comes up to you and yeah. flashes you with a, uh, you know, what they wear trench coats and they yeah. come up and they like pop out and they show you. Dick. I get it. You got harassed there too. Like it's sexual harassment right there because clearly you didn't have to give him consent to show his penis to you. Yeah. Or it could be a woman that's showing their titties and like poon. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. In the grand scheme of things, Louis C.K. is in the hiding right now. He'll be back. He'll be back. It'll just It's just like Aziz Ansari, James Franco. Like, what Dave Chappelle... The Dave Chappelle sh- special came out prior to all the shit that went down with Aziz and James yeah. Franco. And what he was saying is correct. There, you know, 
there's gonna be guys that are men that are gonna support your movement or support your cause, but a lot of them are gonna be flawed. They're not gonna be perfect guys. But yeah, like I mean, that's that's the whole situation. I mean, Chappelle's real and he knows what's up. The thing with Aziz, and I don't know the thing about James Franco. I don't. I didn't really follow. But the thing with with Aziz, Aziz did, you know, his his Master of None show, and he had some some plot during the season about like there was this uh, Chef Jeff character, um, and he was kind of a sexual abuser or sexual assault uh, guy, and there was a whole subplot with that. So I mean, he's aware of these these issues. I'm sure he was part of the writing of that. Um, I don't think he's a pretender. I think one of those things is that their date just went sideways. And then it was just a kind of an awkward experience for both people. Yeah. And I think that's pretty, pretty much where it sits. It wasn't any crazy amount of aggression or hostility or pressure that is uncommon. Hey, every every single date that you go out on, it's... It's kind of almost like that, right? Like, if you're pushing towards, you know, actions like what we're talking about with Aziz, or in some aspect with that whole James Franco one where his dead girlfriend felt pressured into mm-hmm. giving a blowjob, um, I mean, that's part of the whole dating scene, right? Like, who never had to kind of take a risk? That's, you know, like, woman likes a man, a man that takes charge or takes initiative, yeah. But at the same time, like, you're pushing that boundary. The guy might be pushing that boundary. There's a resistance. Like, Lord knows that, you know, you and I, if we were in that situation, we'd probably ask again. Mm-hmm. And if it's really a no, we'll probably like, okay, fine. It's cool, it's cool. You know, we're not going to push it forward to to go to, like, an area where you're not, like, the female's uncomfortable. But to come back and say... He pressured me and now this is wrong. I don't think you, you got to pick, you know, what is right. You got to be rational in terms of, uh, of the whole situation, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, again, I, I'm kind of in this this dating scene as well. And I've, you know, I've seen numerous you know, girls in the last whatever time frame. <laughs> I'm not going to put a definitive time frame on that, but... There, there's pressure on that guy to make that first move as well. And girls tend to like the guy making that first move, right? Um, and then when, in my experience, if you get that, that pushback or that resistance, that, that's your sign to kind of stop. Exactly. You don't really push forward. At least, at least I wouldn't push forward yeah. on, on that. But, uh, hey, I don't, I don't get that resistance. So, I mean, I'm cool. So. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> Just if this, if this podcast ever takes off... I'm expecting a lot of like legal legal action to have to take place. Well, I'm gonna have to uh, go into hiding after that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It seems like I hope this movement continues, but at the same time, it gets it has to be reasonable in in a sense. I feel like a lot of people probably feel the same way. Not just guys like talking to different females that they understand there's there's levels to things and sometimes you can't, I mean, everyone deserves to come up, you know, if they felt pressured, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you got to look at it at the grand scheme of things overall. Like, was it really forced on you? But like I said, I don't know how it works. Like I'm not female. I don't, I've never been put in that situation. 
I think men or, or people, men, men in general have to go out there and, and act with decency, act with respect and basically put your shoes in, put your, put your, uh, put yourself in the shoes of that other person. Right. Yeah. Um, you know that you're probably physically stronger than the other person and, um, you don't want to put pressure on them. Um, no means no, of course. Yeah. Right. Um, with these, with the people that are in positions of power, um, this is going to continue to be a problem. There's going to be more people coming out saying that, you know, this person sexually assaulted me. Um, I, we're not anywhere close to the end. No, of for that. sure. I think the lot in the last couple of weeks, it's been, uh, the PC leader, Patrick Brown, who got busted for, uh, his involvement, I think with is it some high school or some interns. But 10 years ago, yeah. I think the intern was, was it 17 or 18, but yeah. why was this intern at a bar? But I'm not blaming, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not putting it out there, but at the same time, you know, they're at the bar. I mean, as a guy, I would want to know if you're underage to please tell, alert me that you're underage. Yeah. Cause you know, you're underage. There's all sorts of liability involved in that too. Yeah. The, the establishment should be checking ID and not letting that person in. Exactly. Right? So that whole situation there, like I'm by no means a damn, was it not Dan Brown? What was it? Patrick Barron, Brown supporter. You know, I wouldn't have voted for him anyways, but you know, for him to get these kind of allegations come out or come at him, it seems, I don't want to say it's unfair, but it seems if you actually get through some of the information that or details that's come out so far, it sounds like, okay, well, whatever happened is he stopped and he even drove these, these, uh, women home. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, again, it's not, it's not right, especially that whole minor. If she is a minor, that's kind of like messed up. But sometimes I, I, I do wonder, like, do you, is it, whose responsibility is it to check for the age, right? Like, is it the female or the male's responsibility who's the minor to disclose their age? I think it, it lies on both parties, but I, it's, hard, it's hard to say. I've never been in this situation in my life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, these days you got to be cautious. And I, that happened quite a, quite a while ago, so it wasn't the same kind of climate. Yeah, yeah 10 years ago, shit, a lot of shit was sliding back then. Right. So, I mean, again, it's not, I'm not saying it's right, but a lot of people are coming out and, yeah. It's, it's a good thing that they're coming out, too. And, and I think there have been, there have been rumors about Patrick Brown flying around. I, I had never personally seen the rumors, but within the political sphere, there have been rumors flying around for years. And I'm pretty sure the staffers knew yeah, that it was true. They were riding and collecting that that very last paycheck before they knew that that secret would come out. And when they saw that that you know nine forty five press conference was called, I figured I figured they knew the running was on the wall. No one calls that press conference that late mm -hmm. to you know announce policy or something. Yeah, well, he can't announce policy anyways. <laughs> yeah. This guy isn't even elected. True, or his platform. Yeah, his platform. But you know what? The next guy coming in is, is that even a better person. The next woman coming in, or next woman coming in, is that Ford's running? Who knows? It's gotta be funny. It's gotta give. It's good content for us, yeah. especially if Ford comes in with this uh, race 
uh, that's actually happening today, I think, or this weekend. Oh, the uh, leadership? The leadership. Race? The leadership okay. race. It might be, it's ramping up this weekend, and I think the votes start in February 10th, I think. That's what I heard. Yeah, I think we Again, could, I might be wrong, because yeah. I don't really care much about politics, but... Yeah, I think we could probably save that political discussion for when we get Eric on here. I know he has a lot of opinions yeah. about that. Yeah, but uh, I think this is a good... A good place to leave off, I guess? Yeah, a good place to leave off. Um, just a little teaser. I think we're going to get our uh, good buddy of ours, uh, Paul, a.k.a. Positivity, up in uh, this podcast for... For our next episode. So what are, what are we going to talk about with Paul? I don't know. It's we kind of set it up for him. So he he's a very healthy guy in terms of like his uh, his habits and his eating patterns. So it'll be interesting because me and him we have different beliefs or in terms of like what we're doing with our diet. I mean, it works for him. And what I'm doing works for me. So our next podcast will most likely dive deeper into that, new, like the nutrition diet kind of side. I think that one will be fun. And that one, you know, I think you and I are somewhat well versed in that because I know we've we've listened to a lot of the same yeah we've research listened. podcasts and we've, we've, we've read, read books. We actually read books. Uh, we read some of the same material, and yeah. I've been preaching to everyone who will listen about you know nutrition and and anti sugar and that stuff. So it should be it should be a good discussion. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned, Paul was always, it's hard, it's hard to be mad when Paul is, is around. So Yeah, it's got to be a fun podcast for sure. But uh, until then, peace. Peace out.